You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> met through social media madison sinclair hi what's up <laughs> hi thanks for coming you know i, I like to get um kind of up-and-coming comics and writers so when they have a tv series maybe they remember me um so madison uh people probably listen to this podcast they may not know you because you're kind of new on the scene how long have you been doing uh, stand-up uh, about three years now about three years yeah. all right so the question i always got to ask people is what's the thing that got you on stage because i imagine were you how i can't ask your age but yeah, let's I'm, say you're I'm 24 Oh, of course yeah. you're going to answer age. You're fucking 24. <laughs> Anyone under 25 will answer their age. Um, so three years, and so you obviously went to college, I'm guessing? Yeah. Okay, where do you go? I went to FSU. FSU? Yeah. Wait, I can think of that. Florida State University. Yes. <laughs> That's like a big football school, right? Oh, yeah. We, I won the national championship. Well, I didn't win the national. The, we won the national championship. I always love that. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, my team's like, you own it, motherfucker? <laughs> um yeah, I wish I knew more about college football, but we're going to move on. Were you big? So were you like a big jock, like into that stuff? Was that your thing? Not at all. I just like the parties, basically. You just like got it. So you were at FSU mm-hmm. for um for what was your major? Uh, political science and editing, writing, and media. So I had a dual major. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not too far off from what you're kind of involved in now, right? Yeah. Okay, so you, you were in FSU. You graduated with mm-hmm. these double this double major, mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck it. I want to tell jokes on stage. No, uh... I was what actually happened was I was I was dating this guy and he was gonna go to Second City because they have this thing in Second City where it's like this I don't it's in Toronto they have this program and he was like, gonna do that and he was gonna try stand up for the first time oh. at I think there's like a Yuck Yucks over there or something Yuck Yucks in Toronto or yes I think there is there's a Yuck Yucks anywhere in Canada so, yeah it was throw a rock <laughs> in Canada you'll learn <laughs> Yuck Yucks yeah. it's, it was something with a dumb name yeah. I don't know but he went over there to go perform so you were dating him yeah from co- like college sweetheart. Yeah, well, yeah, I was still in college at the time. Okay. And he decided he was going to go over there, and he was going to, um, he was going to try out a stand up, and like see. And I showed him. I've been writing stand up since I was twelve. Really? Yeah. What? That, that's that's really un- unique. I feel like a lot of people they either got into it late, or uh, they weren't writing it. They were just kind of performing for their parents at dinner. So what made you? So you'd sit there and you'd write like every day, like in a diary type of thing. Yeah, like I would have like wow. if I thought an idea was funny, I would like write it out like some jokes and stuff. And what was your exposure to stand up at that time? I would just. That's all I watched. Just on like, like Comedy Central. Yeah. I mean, our age is so different sh- that like I'm like fuck. What, 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 when you were 24, it was what? I watched the Chappelle show when I was like 12, I think. My mom like she let me watch everything. Okay. So it, all the Comedy Central half hours, like everything I watched. Do you remember the first thing that said that made you go, oh, this is something I want? So you knew you wanted to be involved in stand up at a young age. I didn't. I thought actually thought it was dumb. Like I told my boyfriend at the time, like you shouldn't do this. This is a yeah, stupid career choice. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> um, but because I, I never thought that that was even an option. Yeah. Because my dad does real estate. Uh-huh. And I feel like like it, he's just very like practical, and everyone in my life is very practical with what they do for a living. So I just thought that was a dumb thing yeah. to try to were do. Were you a closeted stand-up writer? Like, did your parents know that you were writing? Did you try it out on them? No, like no, I, you I just wrote just, it. Yeah, only child. Yeah, only child. Okay, so that makes sense. It's an only child thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's an only child. You're writing stand-up. You're writing jokes, and you're not thinking about performing it, but you're thinking about uh, and nothing other than this is funny. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Okay. But Not like I'm going to sell this and become a famous writer. <laughs> no. No, it was just fun for me. Okay. And Do you remember the first jokes you wrote in stand-up? 
I have uh, one of my earliest jokes I did was about the Febreze, uh, the uh, jokes about the Febreze ad that I remember, like the early, early ones when I'm like a child. There's ones <laughs> about me like making jokes. Like th- it's weird. I have one joke where it's about how the the f- the American flag on the moon is is white now. And my joke was, I guess it's French. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> such an old cruise ship <laughs> comedian joke to be making. <laughs> and I was like 12. That's actually a really <laughs> smart joke. <laughs> like, a lot of people are going to take some time to go like, oh, because they surrender. And then, ah, oh, <laughs> it makes sense. Are you kidding me? You can use that joke now. It still work. <laughs> it's such a, it feels like an old man joke. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, who was I at 12 years old? <laughs> it must be French. The fact that you knew anything about, like, French politics <laughs> at that age is pretty remarkable. Um, no, it was, it, it was weird to look back at it. And like a lot of the stuff, like, I think there's some of it, I think it could still work. And what happened was I showed this guy I was dating all these journals of mine. I was like, Hey, look at, look at the, like, I like let him take them home. And he went to Toronto and he told he's, me, he, he stole, stole my jokes. He stole your jokes. <laughs> he stole my like teenage jokes. Oh boy. And at that time you didn't really know that joke stealing was a bad thing. Probably you're like, Oh cool. How'd they go? Or were you like, motherfucker, what were you doing? Well, he called me to break up with me. And then he told me that he like hit it off in <laughs> Toronto, and he's like great at stand up, and he's like great at Second City, and like he's gonna try this out. And uh-huh. then this guy said that he could, this weather comedian that I know said that he could live with him, that they they'll do stand up together, and I'll put him on his shows and all this stuff. And it turns out that guy was just like on cocaine, <laughs> like that wasn't gonna happen. That's hilarious. Is he still a stand up? Uh, he tries. To, he lives in a sailboat. <laughs> he lives in a sailboat. Yeah. Okay. Does he follow you on social media? Yeah, Does he know what you're up to? <laughs> that must feel good. Yeah. All right, we'll get to that. We'll get to what you're up to. So, But I always love the stories. I feel like a lot of stories um, with, well, with, well, with men and women, but oftentimes with women, revolve around there was some sort of breakup or there was some sort of relationship that kind of like instigated them into, into doing stand-up. Um, did that sound horribly sexist? And I don't mean that in a bad way because there's usually a precipitating moment that gets people on stage. For me, it was just like a friend from college dared me and got me super drunk. <laughs> so the first time you went on stage, you were, you were, so you're tw- you were 21, you graduated FSU. Oh, so this guy college, yeah. called you from Toronto and was like, ladies. <laughs> and we, you were devastated. How long were you with the guy? Oh, super sad. I, we weren't together that long, but I feel like we, I felt super close to him. Yeah. And then we, we had probably only been together four months, but. Yeah. And you probably hadn't been dumped before. It, well, yeah. I feel like that was like, like, I feel like I've, there's been mutual breakups and things like that, but that was like, it just felt super harsh. Yeah. And, um, now I'm thinking about this, this is four years ago. So I was like 20. Okay. Um, cause I was still in college. And then I was like, all right, well. So now he has all your, your jokes. So your jokes are gone now. You can't get them back. Yeah, like he has the journals and stuff, yeah. How many journals is it? Like since you were 12? Like four. That's a lot, though. Yeah. And he took that. He just took all of them. He, he didn't them. mail them back? I got them back. Okay, But he good. had them. And it was just like, I'm like I don't know what I'm going to do. So I just went on stage. And at this place, it was like this place in Tallahassee. So, okay, so let's back up a little bit. Yeah. So this guy dumped you. Yeah. He's going to be a big comic up in Toronto. He's <laughs> making his dream happen. And you're like, fuck, I have no notebooks. <laughs> I have two degrees that make no sense and <laughs> no boyfriend. And you just said, was it almost like revenge to him? Like, I'm going to get on stage and do it? Or was it just sort of, you're going to do it anyway in terms of getting on stage for the first no, time? No, it's just like, well, if they, I, did, I never thought the jokes would work. And then they knew that they did. So yeah. I'm like, oh, if, like these jokes from when I'm like, oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. So he told you that these jokes worked when he was doing yeah. them. And you're like, oh, fuck, cool. Then yeah. maybe I'm funny. <laughs> exactly. That's actually really cool. So I'm you like. can thank that guy for your. Your career, for the birth of your career, right? Yeah. In a weird way. In a weird way, yeah. He like. So your first show was in Florida. Yeah. Where was it? 
um oh god i forget the name it was like a really shitty bar in tallahassee like uncle <laughs> chucky's something yeah you know, <laughs> like yeah. eight people there okay um like an open mic thing so yeah. open mics that people don't know is they they differ around the country around the world but in america oftentimes you spend five ten dollars mm-hmm. and they put your name in a hat and it's kind of a lottery yeah that they totally fix all the time <laughs> and they make their friends go first so you put your name in a hat type of thing? Uh, I just went up. They, it's in Tallahassee. There's no, there's like hardly any comics. Yeah. So everyone, it's not like LA where like not everyone goes up. Everyone yeah. goes up. They just put it on a list and then you just go up in the order that you show up. Okay. Were you terrified when you started? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you had, and so what, three minutes, I imagine? Uh, five. Five minutes. Oh, well, that's a long time for an open mic. Yeah. And so, um, and you had five minutes. Were you like memo padding it? Like old school, like mm-hmm. alt comment? No, no, I just like practiced it. In front of the in front mirror. Of the mirror. Times, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And you were psyched. You were ready to go. How'd it go? It actually went well. I still have a video of it. Which really? Is cool to be able to go. Have back you posted to. on YouTube? Yeah. Really? And what were the responses? Well, when I first did it, everyone was like, "Oh, you're like you're good at this. You should do this." And, like, and it's your like, first open mic. Yeah. People like you make me fucking sick. But then the, I bombed the second time. <laughs> yeah, you need you need. Okay, yeah. let's hear about that. So that's more interesting <laughs> to me. Tell me about the story where you bombed. Um, I, I, all right. So the guy before that I had, uh, dated before the guy who stole my jokes, he was like, like really, he's a crazy person. Like, like people say that, but like he was like super abusive and stuff. And the uh-huh. university had like a restraining order against him. Oh, wow. And so I, he came back from Toronto then. No, different guy. Oh, different guy. Different guy. This is like right before. So the first guy was a, was a, maybe a, a cokehead and this guy was just <laughs> abusive without coke. Yeah. Pretty okay. Much. Okay. Yeah. He couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so meth. Got it. Yeah. But no, it was, it was a, and I think it's probably why I like, I like this guy so much because I was in a bad relationship before, like a really bad relationship before. So it seemed like in contrast, he seemed cool. Yeah. Um, but I had this, it was a second show I was ever done and I, I had to do, I had five minutes and I, and it was like a packed show. Oh, so this is a different room. Yeah. Okay. It's a place called Birds uh, Oyster Shack, okay. and they get like packed. Like it's sometimes they open mic, they have to turn people away. It's crazy. Oh wow. Yeah, it's weird because it's a small town to people. It's also home. in Tallahassee. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, and I show up, and I I notice that my ex, like the crazy ones, is in the front row on a date. And you did. That is crazy. Yeah. You had no idea he was going to be there. No, but he knew I was going to be there because we. <sighs> I was on the poster. So he just did it to fuck with you. Yeah. That is awful and also <laughs> hilarious and I so you saw him before you went on stage yeah okay and you were like fuck what i do i asked like one thing hey can you like maybe get out of here or something and they didn't want to kick him out and i was like all right oh. um so I, I went up there and I, my oh god friend jason was saying what are, you should go up and just address it immediately and then not think about it that's a good that's a good plan i think yeah so i was like okay I'm so walk me through this so you go on stage your heart must be pounding yeah Okay. First of all, your second time. Second of all, your ex is right there with this girl. <laughs> yeah. Who you don't know at all, no. I imagine. Um, and what's she like? Is she oh. like just some like total bimbo? Like <laughs> in my head, I'm, it's, I picture some. I picture like a, a mall from the '40s for some reason. <laughs> like say with a filtered cigarette. I don't know why. But anyway, so she there's was a normal girl. <laughs> normal girl. Okay. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't wasn't know like Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, in my head. I don't know why. He has a big, like, napkin-sized tie. Anyway, uh, so you go on stage, your heart's pounding, mm-hmm. and what do you say? What do you say? Uh, the first thing I go up, and I, I didn't even, I just wrote a joke on the fly about, um, I was like, the first boyfriend I ever had had, had an issue with premature ejaculation, and then he stands up and goes, woo! Like, 
<laughs> like to call attention to himself. And I was like, see, have he you? stood up. He stood up and made and them. went woo. <laughs> yeah. When you said my four, first boyfriend problem with premature ejaculation, you weren't referring to him though. It was. Oh, you were. Yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna address it. And, and he like, and he actually did. Yeah. That's the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> That's so cool. So I said, um, I was like, see, I haven't even got to the punchline yet, and he's already. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's great how did you bomb that's a genius joke you have got the punchline he's already like making yeah, you know. like that was it was a good start but then i was just so nervous that it was just like after that like i felt excited did people that. laugh at that yeah okay so i got the good like that that part was good and then everything afterwards i was just like oh great now he's like but he's still here okay do the rest of my jokes and there had nothing to do with him so then all of a sudden you're like anyway i w- my mom is weird yeah so yeah <laughs> Yeah, if it was all about him and then I could address him or whatever, but yeah, it's your second time too, so you don't know how to navigate that kind of situation. I still don't know how to navigate shit. That's crazy. <laughs> so he's sitting there. Is he trying to be supportive and laugh at you or laugh at your jokes, or is he just being their arms folded like mm, fuck this girl? Like that second. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. See, that's the thing. This is why you're amazing because most people would have folded under that. They would have been like, okay, I tried it, I'm done. But for you, that just galvanized you and made you decide. You know what? I'm going to really do this. I mean. Because coming back from a bomb, uh, I think it either makes people like redouble their efforts or makes people go, uh, I don't know if this is, what was your feeling after it? I, I mean, how bad was the bomb, first of all? Was I, it like heckling bomb or just people were quiet? It was just people were quiet. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm really hard on myself, too, and I felt like it wasn't. Yeah, great. it probably wasn't a bomb. Um, and I, I feel like it was, it was like, uh, this, is, this isn't great. So I, I decided I was going to do as many mics as I can to, like, make up for that. Yeah. And then see if I can, like, because I knew if I, if I didn't do a bunch of stuff soon, I was just going to quit. Yeah, so cut to the Eminem montage with you in front <laughs> of the mirror, doing all your jokes and stuff. That's great. And so then after that, things were easy. I mean, imagine that, was that, your, was that the worst that you've ever had up till now? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Because well, it's good. You always, like, kind of, I think once you get to certain points, it's not like you're, you never f- totally forget how to do stand-up. <laughs> well, yeah. Sometimes you get in front of audiences. And I like I go to, like, from Florida, like, there's certain s- like cities I'll go to, and I'll forget some of my materials a lot more, like, liberal. And then yeah, I of go course. There, and then <laughs> that doesn't go well. Of course. I Yeah, I, don't want, I, I, I do Reno a lot. Not to brag. <laughs> but, um, and uh, one of the women who features for me, I'm not going to name her name, <laughs> she, uh, She's on a, like a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it rhymes with hander pump hools. <laughs> and she, uh, so she goes around, she tours with the fans from the show. Yeah. And they want to know, it's Chase dating Lizzie, whatever the fucking people are <laughs> on the show. But she's in Reno, and none of these people watch that. I mean, maybe there'll be a few people who came to see her. And her jokes are so, they're so, they're about Instagram and social media and and people just kind of, hey, how you doing? Good to see you, Dan. What are you up to? This is this is uh, Dan Raskoff, the CEO of the Laugh Factory. This is hi. Madison Sinclair. Oh, hi, Madison. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, you're gonna go see Ron? I'm gonna go see uh, Jay Leto. Oh, okay. Very cool. <laughs> awesome. Tell him to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, So, um, what the fuck were we just talking about? By the way, this happens every single time in this podcast. Somebody, <laughs> somebody sh- last time someone came with like cookies. Oh. It was great. Um, help me out. Where were we? We were talking about <laughs> oh about how sh- how she talks about uh, oh yeah. Like so she's up there and just I mean not getting laughs, but she's very cute and charming, and people just kind of like look at her, look at her and smile. Like no one's being mean to her, mm-hmm. but I don't think she was aware that that 
she wasn't connecting at all. She was like, that was good. I was like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, so do you feel that you have to adjust your material when you go to different places like this? Because obviously Tallahassee and Hollywood, West Hollywood, particularly West Hollywood, are very different places. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it, it, you definitely have to think about it. Like I have to look over and like, okay, what are these people going to want? Um, like even like when I did... Like I adjusted for everything. The first theater I did was when I opened for Tosh. And yeah. So yeah, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get to that. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. Um. So I want to like get a little chronology. I don't get like you know too much into your childhood <laughs> and what fucked you up that made you become a, a stand up. But um, although you can talk about that. Uh. By the way, have you thought about what's m- why you are a stand up? Like, have you thought about that? Like, I I always think that I. I'm a stand-up because obviously I have a bizarre need for validation because of some sort of insecurity that has to do with uh, I don't know some what's it called when your when your parents aren't around what's it called <laughs> abandonment <laughs> yes abandonment <laughs> issues there we go too much weed um, so and I feel like a lot of I, I th- feel like a lot of comics are either the youngest or an only child I mean that makes sense because you have mm-hmm. to kind of were you you weren't a latchkey kid or anything were you were your parents both working or were they around or oh my mom was like all, was like like a helicopter mom <laughs> she was a helicopter mom yeah. okay but she was like my best friend she's your best friend Which i don't know how healthy that is <laughs> no i think that's, that's a beautiful thing and did yeah. she support your choice to do stand-up oh she's supported everything you've ever yeah do. so it's just it's almost almost to an unhealthy extent i feel like if my daughter said hey, i want to do stand-up i'd probably be like oh you should yeah do what are you doing you're crazy <laughs> yeah so, so you're doing the open mics mm-hmm. things are going and so that's a huge transition from doing the open mics in tallahassee to being in Hollywood and writing for Tosh.0. So how has this happened? I, I came out here because the show The Soup. The Soup, like yeah. Talk Soup, but yeah. now it's The Soup, yes. It, well, now it's not, nothing because it got canceled. Sucked, <laughs> but I came out here for that show. Um, I was going to be an intern, and I oh, interned okay. for it. And it, was, it was great. And Who then, was the host at that point? Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and, then, and then it got canceled, and then I was like, I don't know anyone out here, and I had already moved out here. Oh wow! So you moved out here, planning to be out here for was it a paid internship? Yeah, it was a paid internship. Okay, so that's that's a decent job. Yeah, yeah. And it seemed like it it was gonna like it all. I believed I was told, and I believed that I was gonna have a job after it. Like it was just like all signs are pointing towards that. Yeah, I had no reason to think anything was gonna. But then Joe McHale got his hair plugs in. <laughs> he got too famous. He left. Okay. It was crazy. It was it, it was. It, it took everyone by a shock. I think a lot of people think he chose to laugh, but it, that they he just didn't want to do the show anymore. Really? It had been running for a long time at that point. Yeah. Probably, yeah, like 15 years? They were switching the lot over, and they just said, oh, we're not going to bring over. We, we were going to transport the show. How long had you moved up when that happened? Uh, six months. Six months. Yeah. You moved all your shit. Did you drive here in the <laughs> theater from, from <laughs> I, Tallahassee? I got my car shipped. This is the thing that sucked. I got my car shipped, which is money I didn't have. Yeah. I got I got it here. And then I, I got rear-ended by a, a guy in a U-Haul, shirtless, carrying a baby over his shoulder. Oh, I'm starting <laughs> to picture that. A guy in a U-Haul, shirtless, carrying shirtless. a baby over his shoulder. Okay, got it. <laughs> and he comes out, and he was like, oh, he's like, he goes, are you okay? And I was like, your baby okay? What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? And he's just, like, holding the baby on nonchalantly. He's like, oh, she's fine. And then he, he, like, looks at my car, and it's it's damaged. And he's like, oh, I'll just come by and fix it. I was like, no, I, I need your insurance. So I got insurance. My car is totaled. So I didn't even need to ship it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So, so you're out here now, no job, no car, <laughs> yeah, no boyfriend, <laughs> no. or do you have a boyfriend? Okay, no, no boyfriend, and and that's so that's like the heart of darkness moment in the script, which is usually <laughs> the 60 minute <laughs> point for people who don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and you have to kind of like figure out what to do. So wh- yeah. what was the decision about? Um, I just decided I needed to find work. 
and I need. I was like, so I was kind of. You weren't going to move back. That was not an option. Oh no, no. Like I, I, I had to be there, so I kept going up on stage. I did roast battle for the first time, and that was good because then I, st- I kept doing the roast battle. I, How'd you get in the roast battle? Uh, I just saw the show, and I, I saw the show actually before I moved here. Okay. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm yeah. Like, this is terrifying. Oh my I God, yes. Be a part of it. <laughs> yes. And I started doing roast battle, and I think that. Well, how, when you say you started doing it, well, how do you how do you even start doing it? Because a lot of people who probably think I want to do it, but they don't know uh, the process. Brian's actually really open to like other. To Brian who? Brian Moses. Okay. So he's like, he's, if you like, he runs the show, and, and if he he started it, and if you go up to him, and you say, "Hey, I want to do roast battle," and he could not even know who you are. You can yeah, be, he'll be like, "Sure." Yeah, he's like, "You have to watch the show once." Is the only criteria, so you understand what it is, and then that's it. So uh, this is now this is the live show, not the TV show, obviously. Yeah. So the live show, at the comedy store in the belly room. Yeah. And you said, "Hey, Brian, I want to do it," and he gave you a time right there, like a, a date. He was like, uh, "Find out who you want to go against," and then there's this guy named Mark the Shark, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm going to go against Mark the Shark." And you knew Mark the Shark? Yeah. Okay, and you're like, the only person I knew. But he was like, I knew like probably like. Maybe five other comedians at the time. Five other comedians, yeah. and you're like, I want that dude. Yeah. <laughs> but you were friends? Yeah, we were friends. Now, here's something I, I've talked about with people, not on this podcast before, but I kind of, I've always felt that the idea, we rose to we love, is a little disingenuous. <laughs> Just because I've had enough sort of, you know, behind-the-scenes conversations with people who do roast. I don't want to name names, but... They, they, oh yeah, it's so great. And then they start going, but this fucking bitch, Lisa Lampanelli. And they have like, they have yeah. beefs. Like it's a real, like you, <laughs> you can create real beefs with people because even though you're making fun of people and it's yay, um, we all have triggers and we all have things that we're sensitive about. I mean, God forbid you call Jeff Ross fat. You know, watch what <laughs> happens. Uh, so I, I have very mixed feelings about it. What, you know, I know that when I talked to Mike Lawrence about his roast battle with Ralphie May. Yeah. Um, where Mike Lawrence soundly destroyed him. Yeah. Um, Ralphie May never... (laughs) (laughs) I know. Ralphie (laughs) May never talked to him. Yeah. And then he's dead. And Mike Lawrence is kind of like, and I'm like, is it just, eh? Or do you feel a little bit bad? (laughs) Not that you killed him, Mike Lawrence, but you partially killed him. No, I don't know. But how do you feel about that? Do you ever feel like with great power comes responsibility type of thing? Or how do you feel about roast battles? Do you think that it's sort of a lark or do you think that you have to be careful? I think it's, and this is one thing that that Mike did with Ralphie May before the thing. He said, "Hey, is there anything you don't want me to talk about?" And he said, "Everything's on the table." Is what he said. Yes. Um, Particularly food. <laughs> Come on, guys. It was right there. All right, um, and I think that's a good thing to do, like to be like, "Hey, is there anything that you do or don't want me to talk about?" Yeah. So I I, I, I like to do that beforehand, so you get that. Have you ever uh, told people don't talk about this? Yeah. What 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 is it? I was, the per- I was dating somebody at the time that was in comedy. Oh, and you're like, don't talk about my relationship with. Okay, right, <laughs> um, okay and, and did they honor it? Well, yeah. Okay, so I gotta tell you a story about my roast battle real quick. I did one, mm-hmm. and this is in New York at the stand in New York, mm-hmm. and they'd asked me to, to do it. I forget. Someone asked me to do it, and they paired me with Luciana Gattaca. I don't know if you know her. She's a female comic in new york sounds familiar um and she's open for me before she's featured for me we've done shows together we're cool and um i had a conversation this is so funny i had a, to me it's funny I, had a, I said look i don't want you to talk about that because the one thing i don't want to talk about i don't want to talk about my i have a mentally handicapped sister and i just feel like i don't want you know to get back to my family yeah so don't do that now i don't have a sister Right. So I just did that as like a 
Statue of Liberty play to get her to focus on my imaginary <laughs> retarded sister, and then I would win. Um, and of course, I was like, don't she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, the first thing she does, she made a joke about my retarded sister. Now, the thing about it is, it was a great joke. <laughs> but it's not real. So it killed. <laughs> So I it actually backfired because she was like, I know Bill has a retarded sister. And then she looked at me and goes, hmm, you almost beat it. And because uh, I guess I look a little retarded. So the audience really like laughed. I'm like, now I got to talk about how the fact that I don't have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a sister. Burn. Um, and she um, and she had people writing for her. You know, she got a bunch of ladies write for her that were very funny who knew me and had worked with me for years i hate that though i hate when people have anyone write for them i think that's but you write for people in roast battles right yeah well if it's on tv yeah if it's on tv you write for so, the host you write for like not for the and they got some good ones they got some good, and i i gotta tell you and i had some good ones on her too my best joke about her was because she always she's like a fitness i guess model or she does fitness a lot and she always talks about how she's a, like a kardashian and i said i said you are totally uh, a kardashian you have the 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 body of chloe the tits of kylie and the face of um who, who's the who's caitlin um, <laughs> <laughs> i said a lot better than that <laughs> and then she she like nailed me about shit and uh and i remember after she won mm-hmm. uh and uh whatever that means won, but she won and i swear to god i felt like our relationship never really it gets really weird sometimes after because I've like beat people really bad and it's like oh uh, who's the worst? Maybe. Well, let's let's back let's Tarantino <laughs> let's go back to the first one with yeah. the shark. Who's oh this? yeah, I lost. I lost you against lost Mark the shark. Mark the shark. <laughs> I lost. Did he have any zingers on you where you're like? Oof. No, it was it was all that's what upset me is it was all horror jokes and that's usually like it's like that's what guys do they go to like you're a whore yeah like, okay. and I feel like if I, if I was a whore fine. But I'm not, so, like, yeah. I wish that, like, I I don't think I've ever battled someone who's actually, like, I feel like had an idea of who I am. Yeah. And has attacked that, because I would love for someone to, like, see me for how I am and make fun of me for that. I think that would be so funny. But I have never had that. So people just look at you and they make comments about you being a pretty girl and they call you a whore. Oh, like how I was popular in high school and stuff, and I was just like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, things like, I'm like, you're off on all of these. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, or like me sleeping to the top, or me like they they do like a bunch. So who's of judging the show? What comics were judging? Because they had three judges. Uh, Pete Holmes. Uh huh. They're not who I I love. He's great. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and Jeff Ross, and this. this so that's amazing. So the first time you're at the comedy store, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're at, you're at in the belly room. Yeah. Doing a roast battle, and Jeff Ross and Pete Holmes, and the third one was you don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. You remember? I mean, that's huge, though. Yeah. You know, your first big show at the comedy store in L.A. Um, so you must have, how, how did you present yourself? Did you feel good about what you did? I think I, I liked, there was some jokes that I did that I really liked. There was one about, cause he, cause one of the things he, I see, I'm talking shit about him. This is, I did the it's same fine. thing. It's fine. Talk shit. Uh, he, <laughs> he did this thing where, you know, you talk before and about things not to talk about. Yeah. He said not to talk about the Boston Marathon. Why? And was he in it? I, he was so like on the perimeter like his oh house God. was kind of by where the guy had the <laughs> boat or something <laughs> it was like one yeah. of those scenarios he didn't he didn't like lose anyone in it or anything like that so that's why i'm like all right that's dumb i'm gonna talk about the boss yeah yeah <laughs> so what'd you say um oh i said something about um he said because he, he said don't talk about the boston marathon he goes because that's our 9-11 and i was like god is there anything boston doesn't come second to new york in? <laughs> that's fucking great <laughs> 
You should have won just for that joke. <laughs> That's awesome. And of course, now the Red Sox, Red Sox destroy the Yankees every season. But um, okay, so you, so it was good. You were getting good reaction. Yeah, but a lot of the jokes that I did were about him being called Mark the Shark, uh-huh. and, him be- and he says he's the shark, and I, no one knew who he was at the time, I don't <laughs> think. And then like now it, would, it may have worked, but then everyone's like, why is she making all these weird shark jokes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that would have been... So he's still Mark the Shark, and that's still his thing. Yeah, still his I thing. don't know the guy, but I'm he, sure it's... He's the guy from Boston. He's been kicked out of a Dave & Buster's twice. Uh, <laughs> we're saying, we're saying uh, a slur starts with F. <laughs> um... He said, fuck, wow. <laughs> um, it's, that's such a weird fun fact to know about him. Yeah, he's he's a very interesting person. And that's, yeah. and that's why, and he was, it's weird that he was like my first person that I met in yeah. LA when I was at the comedy store. Yeah. So after this, was yeah. your, did you feel like your relationship with him changed? Were you kind of like, what no, the fuck? no, no, it was totally cool. Yeah, he wasn't like, I can't believe you talked about the Boston Marathon. <laughs> no, he was, he was. I'm fine. sorry, I did it wrong. I can't believe you fucking talked about the Boston Marathon. <laughs> He was just like, oh, I, he can't be. He kept telling people I have he beat me, and I was like, I didn't think I was gonna. I don't think I was. I didn't think I was gonna win, and I won. And I was like, all right, we get it. All right, <laughs> yeah. She won. All right. Yeah. <laughs> was it unanimous? Um. Well, yeah, I think it was. It was because they, they they go with like the three comics, and then yeah. I think they 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 wrote it in his favor. Did they say anything nice about you? Did Jeff Ross say anything like those good jokes? Were they was there feedback involved no, with this? Because also people do not care about the first battle at all. Okay. And it was the first battle, and then You're uh, like UFC prelims. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, everyone and then Pete Holmes said, "Oh, is it? Ca- is it, are we judging this? So he's like, is it started yet?" <laughs> is what he said, <laughs> which sucked. But um, yeah, like that one. That one wasn't great. And then the second one. And so right away, I mean, it must be a process to get back again. Yeah. Was it that easy? Did did they vet you? Was it kind of like, well, she did well. We should bring her back. I think I did good enough to be able to come back. So yeah. it wasn't an issue. Then uh, I I decided I wanted to go against someone. Less sharky. <laughs> Yeah, it was like you could do more. Jo- I went against Lindsay Jennings, the second one. Lindsay Jennings, okay. Yeah, um, and and she came on stage, uh, and <laughs> she had a she had a she had un- she had a, a, a dress on, very short dress. She gets on the bench. She grinds on the bench for about two minutes. She sits on the bench. She opens her legs, and she's like, "I don't even think Madison should roast me. I think she should just come on stage and eat my pussy." Is how she is what she said. Solid opening. <laughs> and now no I'm no pun like, intended. <laughs> tennis shoes in a fucking <laughs> arctic monkeys t-shirt and i'm like all right i don't know how i'm gonna come up now <laughs> and be like hey guys i'm just gonna tell some jokes <laughs> she's at the bar so high yeah <laughs> as to what was gonna happen yeah that's a pretty that's pretty so you said i'm gonna tell some jokes and how'd that go um oh i i, I everyone hit really hard yeah, yeah yeah what were your good ones i want to hear some singers um, i said she's like the berlin wall covered in art and destroyed down south <laughs> <laughs> um oh god i said that um she has so many people writing her jokes. I don't know. No, she has, she's had so many abortions. I don't know if she's had more ghosts writing her jokes or living in her vagina. <laughs> I think, you know, what? I think, as a matter of fact, I think that's where I know you from, okay. that joke. Because I think that joke, I think maybe I saw on Twitter or Instagram or something like that, but I remember going, that's fucking funny as shit. That's such a great joke because as a comic, the last thing you want to be thought of is unoriginal or un- unable to write your material. Yeah. So and as a woman, you don't. And as a woman, you don't want to be thought of as like a factory killer. for. Oh my god, that's a two for one. Good for you. Keep that one handy whenever you need it. Um, and so you won this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I won that one by a lot, and that was like, and it was, it was, uh, 
and then, but they still made it. They still let us do one more. Wait, no, I think no. Back then, it was four jokes. At this point, did you have Jeremiah Watkins and the crew being crazy and yeah. doing woo, <laughs> jumping around? Yeah. So there was the whole production. Everyone's yeah. going nuts. Yeah. That which is like, it, uh, which is always the best. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's they great. like make it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so was she pissed? Uh no, but she there was a suicide girl. Like the the creator suicide girl was there. The so crater suicide girl. Yeah, she's a suicide girl, and that was like. Oh, the, like the uh, so people don't know. Suicide girl is their models. Uh, <laughs> that's a way to put a question at the end models of models <laughs> who are tatted up. Yeah. And have probably contemplated suicide. <laughs> their um, dads have. <laughs> oh, whoa! That must be one of your jokes of the bell. No? no, God, you're so quick. I love it. All right, so uh, you roast a suicide girl. Yeah. But she was a legit comic, or she just kind of was like, "I want to do it." How'd she get no, involved? No, she's like a legit comic. She does. She like she does uh, jokes and stuff, and she's yeah. She's like she does stand up. She goes to the open mic. She like puts. I think uh, I respect it. Like, there's a lot of hot girl comics, but I respect any hot girl comic who's like at all the shitty mics and. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. So, yeah. she, so you, uh, how'd you find her? Were you linked up with her, or did you choose her? I I just knew her um through like through Mark. She was good friends with Mark the shark. Mark the, the shark. <laughs> Okay, and yeah, okay. you seen her stand up at this point? Um, I've seen parts of it. So yeah. you're you're just you're just fucking picking you're just picking and <laughs> you're being a scumbag. You're just picking them up and shooting them down, right? <laughs> you knew you're going to beat her, right? I hoped I did. I just knew that I'd be able to write more jokes about her. Got it. Yeah. Then I would. Of well, course. A white guy is hard. A white guy's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What would you say about me? I literally don't know. <laughs> Something. Some douchebag comment, obviously. Something about tiki torches. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It works for the yard right now. Um, that's good. So uh, so you're doing this, and this is still in the belly room, belly room at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so then some momentum starts building. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. So what's the next step? Um, I was a writing assistant for Roast Battle, and that was cool to be in the room. With How'd Mark. you get hired for that? Uh, Jeff just asked me to do it. Okay. Um, so I, I, I was like in the room for that, and then that was really cool. And I, I submitted for um, the Roast Roblo. Uh-huh. And... Uh, didn't get it, but I, I ghosted for it, and then uh, I got You ghosted go- for it? Yeah. So you you mean you ghost writ for some people that you can't explain yeah. who they are? Yeah, so I, but I, I applied to be a staff position. Okay. Um, and uh, and then I, <laughs> the Jeff's like, hey, he's like, um, I'm going to be Prince. Do you want to dress up as, as, as one of the people from Bandy Six? And he shows me this photo, and all three of them are in very big dresses. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then... We get there and it's time for us to like get into changing, and it's all lingerie. Yeah. And I've never worn lingerie before. So and you thought it was going <laughs> to be this big poofy outfit. Yes. I and then it's <laughs> like, no, bitch, look what you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah, I had not tanned. Hashtag me too. <laughs> it worked out. Hashtag times up. All right. So and you wear the lingerie. They make me the black one too, which is problematic for a lot of reasons. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm the black one of Vandy Did you wear makeup? No. <laughs> okay, just checking. But they have the white lingerie on, and the and the white lingerie is the is the the black member Susanna, Susanna Moonsey. Okay. Was uh. I don't know Vandy. F- I don't know. Six? I had to look it up because I was like, who who am I? And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is not good. Sounds like a series on Netflix. Um. So, uh, Vandy, f- oh, yeah, I don't remember who that was. So he was Prince. Yeah. And you, how many girls were with you as Vanity uh, Six? Three. Three, okay. Yeah, so it's me being one of them, yeah. But that's kind of cool. So th- is, this is your TV debut now. Yeah, and I'm in white lingerie on my period on a red carpet. <laughs> Luckily, the carpet was red, <laughs> yeah, right? So my, my bit, and then I see there's like 100 cameras, and I was like, if I have a, my period on this <laughs> on this red carpet, this yeah. is going to be horrible. That was yeah. like in my mind the whole time. So 
and you knew when you were doing the the roast of, of Rob Lowe that it was big. That it was going to be a big thing. Yeah. That it was going to be. You knew you were going to rock walk the red carpet. <laughs> so you you were kind of like, oh, were you just kind of like covering yourself? Or I mean, that's awkward as fuck. Yeah, and then I, I met Sarah uh, Tiana. Uh huh. Because I, I admired her, and I was like, oh, it's nice to meet you. I love. Um, like, I love your work or whatever. And she was just kind of like, ah, okay. She's looking like, whatever, <laughs> weirdo. You're like an extra. Get out of here. <laughs> Which I understood. If someone came up to me in their of course, of course, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I went the next year, the next roast I ghosted, and I was able to wear uh, all my clothes, <laughs> which was different experience. So you go. So so just yeah. explain to people what ghosted is exactly. What does that mean? Oh, it's like when uh, when comedians who are on the panel, you you submit jokes for them to write, and then yeah. they they pay you a flat rate and they pay you per joke. So and so they use some of your jokes for the Rob Lowe thing. Yeah. And no, they didn't use any of my jokes for Rob Lowe. They used my jokes for Bruce Willis. Though. For Bruce Willis. Yeah. So yeah, let's go back. So the so you did. Uh, the Rob Lowe, yeah. they didn't use your jokes, but you wore the lingerie. <laughs> yes. And then you got hired again by the same people in the panel or by yes, the staff? I, I submitted uh, to be a staff writer for it. And okay. then that's where I got. Yeah, and they hired you as a staff writer. I wasn't a staff writer, but I but I did write for like the other comics. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. And they did use your jokes. Yeah. Are you allowed to say what jokes they use? I don't think I can. <laughs> Come I on. I got three jokes on, which is great. God damn it. You can't say one. <laughs> Because I'm sure some of the I've actually had this I had this experience recently where uh, I was talking to a comic about writing some jokes and they said who have you written for and the <laughs> I've only written for two people who will who will talk about it yeah Jamie Kennedy and Steve O mm-hmm. and when I told them that's who I wrote for they were like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've also written for other people, but those are the only people I'm allowed to say. <laughs> um, so, so you're not allowed to talk about who you go for. But then, but you had jokes on the Bruce Willis, th- which is amazing. Yeah, my mom was there too. She's my date. Your and mom's, yeah. yeah. She was like over the moon the whole time. Well, look, no one's going to g- listen to this and then reverse engineer and watch unless they're a crazy person <laughs> and they deserve t- the knowledge. So, give me one of the jokes at least. Um. Oh God. No. Th- all right. So I did. Uh, one of them was about uh, most people. All right, this I think this is a full joke. Most people won't know. Most people wouldn't know. Th- oh no, sorry, I'm fucking it up. Most people don't know that Bruce Willis is a talented musician because he isn't. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. He actually is one of the most talented members of Blue Man Group. <laughs> was a joke. That's funny. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and did it kill during the roast? It did well, yeah. So that must have felt great. Yeah. Yeah. So after that. Um, you did the you did the roast for Bruce Willis, and you're feeling like okay, I'm in the thing. And then somehow, when did Tosh Point come about? Um, I was a so I did I did Steve Harvey for a bit. You did what? A Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Yeah. So you wrote f- for Steve Harvey. I didn't I, I didn't have sex with Steve Harvey. <laughs> 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 it's a weird sentence to say I did Steve Harvey for a bit. I know we do that a lot. Yeah. Um, I wrote for his like talk show. For his talk show, yeah. isn't it like all about like love and dating? Is there, are there jokes really? It was supposed to be a late night show. And okay. Then, so they ne- they wanted people who were, could do good late night segments. Yeah. And then he started doing it. He decided he didn't want to do that anymore, and it, it oh. pivoted back to the original format. Um, but he so you were hired and then unhired. Well, I st- I stayed on. How do you write for Steve Harvey? Make a mug face <laughs> to the camera now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you write a bunch of stuff. And then they put it on cue cards, and then he just doesn't say it. <laughs> that's how you write for him. Oh, that's funny. Uh, well, we did some segments, and they were fun. And like, yeah. he, he would do it. Um, he is very off the cuff, though, so it is hard to write. Yeah. Because it's like you write all these jokes, and then 
but he's gonna write he's gonna say what he wants to of say. of course of course that's always a problem yeah um and then i did this mtv show which is it hasn't came out yet it's very weird i'm like the host of it but i'm also like and so all these jobs are they're just coming from referrals and word of mouth or are you applying to all these different jobs it, word of mouth like I, it, it, that's where i think steve Harvey's where it started and then everything started to snowball and yeah. now it's like i've just been working on a bunch of stuff yeah yeah so you have this mtv thing so the tosh point out came about because you did the steve harvey and then what happened i was at mtv for a bit and then um and it, it was it was a show where i was like i was uh I don't know how much I can say about it because it hasn't came out yet, but I was the like a Siri kind of host of it, and then I had to I had to be and and during the shoot I talked to the people and I make fun of them, and then I had to write all the segments and I had to I was like a I was a consulting producer for the whole thing. Oh wow! And it was exhaust. It was like like it was like probably like at one point I think we had a few eighteen hour days and it was just like yeah. too much, and uh, I did it for a while, and then it kept getting extended, kept getting extended. It went from a five week gig. To a six-month gig. Jesus. And then I and it's not released yet. No. So Still they they shot it. the whole series then, obviously. Oh, in five weeks. They're just in editing. We've been editing. How many episodes? Of eight. Wow. Yeah, eight one hours. Eight one hours. Okay, it's an hour. Yeah. Um, and it, it was like a huge process, and it was a new show, so it's a lot of going back and forth. Um, <laughs> the president of MTV looked at my writing and said I was sexist. <laughs> I said you were funny. sexist? She didn't know it was a woman. <laughs> That's like, this writer is hilar- sexist. <laughs> oh, cause I, well, Madison can't be a man's name, can I, it? I don't think she knew what my, what my name was. I think yeah. she saw the writing and assumed. <laughs> oh, so it's a female. Oh, it's so funny. I, that, here I am sexist thinking it's a man who's yeah. in control making the decision <laughs> saying it's a sexist. So a woman looked at yourself and said sex. I think that is actually <laughs> hilarious <laughs> and one of the problems with America right now. Yeah. It's because people go, this is bad. Oh, who? D- okay, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, I think if, I, I, I write some things, and if I make fun of women, I come from a, a point of what being a woman and, and understanding women and yeah, not yeah, like yeah. trying to take them down. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So it would be interesting. So if you're writing for a male comic, jokes, Yeah. and then he says the jokes, and are they sexist? Oh, that's happened before. Like, I've done jokes. Uh, that, that happened, like, fairly recently. I'm trying to remember what the scenario. I wrote... Oh yeah, I wrote stuff for for a, it was this man on the street show, and uh, I wrote jokes, and then it was said, and I was like, "Oh, it sounds racist." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, "Oh, this is a, this is a very white man that I'm giving these words to." Yeah. <laughs> and you 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 have to think about how it will be when it changes that. Vessel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like who you're writing for? A lot more, I think. Of course. Well, also, but you are uh, are you are you just white? Can, I mean, just white? Are I'm, you? I'm Lebanese. You have you're Lebanese. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So you got everything cornered. <laughs> you're totally marginalized. You can be like, I'm not a white bitch. Look at me. I'm, you're, wait, are you 100% Lebanese? Um, my, d- my dad's 100%, but I'm, I'm 50%. And then my oh, mom's wow. native and, uh, and Irish, but she looks native. She's one of those, like, and everyone says she's ethnically ambiguous, but, like, she's not. She's just, like, she's Native American. <laughs> like, just no one wait, knows. So your mom is Native American. Yeah. And your dad is Lebanese. Yeah. How did they meet? <laughs> At a Peabody Hotel. At a Peabody Hotel? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that she, sounds really scandalous. She worked at the pool bar. Oh. He was the guy who did valet and who walked the ducks. Oh. That's how they met. <laughs> that's really cute. Yeah. Um, and you have, you're an only child, like you only said. Okay, child. so uh, that's really cool. And now you, uh, we still haven't got to the Tosh story, right? So you did the MTV thing, and then Tosh came about because you, you applied for it. They, they heard about you. Oh, I, I just knew Nick, the, the head writer, Nick Malice. Is, he's, he's, like, super, super funny. Um, uh-huh. 
And I, I would always send my packets to him whenever I was unsure about it, and he would always look things over. Um, now, t so a packet is it's a general writing packet, yeah. right? So what would general – just explain to people what that would be. Like for – some of them are looser. Like Jimmy Kimmel, usually it's like, hey, write a bunch page of jokes and then write a couple segments. And it's just very general. And then some of them are very specific where it's like we do – like Colbert will ask him. We do this uh, – we do this segment where he's in confession, if you can write these confession segments, and also some monologue jokes, and also, like, they'll ask for, like, very specific things, mm -hmm. and you just, like, write as if you're writing for the show, and that's, like, your audition. Yeah. Like, how you'd be. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, you submit, it's, like, what, five pages? Yeah, they, they, they change. Some some of them were, like, anywhere from, like, two to five pages. And you've been submitting for, so you submitted to Tosh.0. Yeah, he, he asked me to submit, so I submitted, and, and then uh, I was the only one they called in. Oh wow! So they t he called me before. He's like, "Just you know, you're the only one we're interviewing." And, and then, you were interviewed with Tosh. Yes, and okay. I was like, did not expect that. Um, I, so you, when you went to the room, you didn't know he was going to be there. No. That must be pretty nerve wracking because I gotta say, Tosh is like I think I told you, he's one of my absolute favorite comics. He's great, and yeah. uh, he's also a little bit scary to me <laughs> he is. because he looks like someone who looks like a nice guy, but could also probably murder you. He's there's something intimidating because he's so funny. Yeah. He's so confident. Yeah. And he's so white. I don't know. White guys are <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, but there's something about that. And it's, and I watched him since I was 12. Like, uh, like yeah. Yeah, like 12 or 13. So you walk in the room. Is How many people are in the room? It's the head writer, the EP, Charlie, mm. and then uh, and then Tosh. So before, literally before you went in the room, you did not know. What was happening. Yeah, I, I was just sitting down and I had to wait at the conference room for them to walk in. And they all walked in. Yeah. And then they, uh, Daniel's asked me very, like, pragmatic, like, work questions about, like, all right, can you do these hours? What's your experience? Have you, what have you, like, the, things like that. And I was, yeah. I, was, I was prepared for all those. Sure. And then Charlie, the EP's next to me, like, so what makes you laugh? <laughs> what do you watch on TV? And, like, those questions, I was like, that threw me for, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to answer. Yeah. What'd yeah. you say? Uh, I told him Paul of Tompkins is my favorite. Uh-huh. And then he told me that, uh, he's, like, he's like, do you know the peanut brittle bit? And I was like, the snake in the can? And he was like, yeah. And then uh, he said it was like one of his favorite bits. And then two weeks later, uh, I still hadn't heard back, so I assumed I didn't get the job. Sure. So what I decided to do is I bought one of the peanut brittle snake in a can gags, and I was going to send it to the show. And I was going to say, uh, it just shows no hard feelings. Yeah, <laughs> which is very classy. <laughs> Here's a harmless can of peanut brittle. <laughs> thank, you for the, like, thank you for meeting with you or whatever. And then I get a call, and I get the job. Oh wow! So now I have this <laughs> snake have in a jar in my apartment, jar. and I think I'm gonna when the, the show, if I leave or if the show ends or whatever, that's yeah. gonna be my going away. Yeah, gift, I think. <laughs> that's incredible. So, um, and is this, does the show have an end date? Prepare like how? Or are they just going until like they have two more seasons ordered? But it yeah, could, it could. Because I always feel like uh, Tosh. I know him, so I'll call him Tosh. I feel like Dan. Uh, I feel like he always talks about how he's going to stop the show. Oh, he's always he like, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. But that's, but then they go, okay, here's more money. Oh, he he just loves that. I think I'd, honestly, he probably makes more in stand up than he does the show. He, oh, I'm sure. He like it's cause the amount of he like sells out immediately. He sold out Tahoe in like a day. Yeah. And not even a day, like like hours. So so give us an example of so the writers room for Tosh Point is probably different than a lot of different than most writers rooms, I imagine. Yeah. Um. So give us a sort of like a, a day in the life of a writer for the Tosh Point show. So the first day you go in, you write your jokes for like five hours. And just you and how many other people? Just everyone's by themselves. Okay. And they write their jokes by themselves. You submit it, compile it, and then you meet, and then he he looks them over, and then it's just like it's just whittling down these jokes until you get to like Wednesday and that's usually like 
a pretty it's like it's like a tentative it's pretty much a set script and then you, sh- you sh- and then he looks it over one more time and then he makes some changes before he shoots it on thursday so yeah. you have to make a, a you get a show from scratch like you, at first you only know the videos on monday and then you, you write the jokes you pick the jokes tuesday and the parodies you shoot all the parodies tuesday and uh and before you know it wednesday you have almost an entire show Wow, that's really quick. Yeah. So they show you the videos on Monday at the office. Yeah. And you just start writing jokes based on the videos. Yeah. And nothing else. Just just those ones. That's that's where you start off. And then you bring the jokes to the conference room. Like here you go. Yeah, we know we have like a big round table. Big round table, and you sit there, and he he just takes them. Is it like is it a fun atmosphere, or does he just take them? Mm Mhm. Yes. No. (laughs) No, it's fun. He takes them home. He takes the jokes home to herself so you can read them, but but people pitch their parody ideas for the show. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your first parody pitch you did? I haven't done a parody pitch yet. Oh, ah, yeah. interesting. Still, I'm very very new. Very so, very yeah. new. Okay. So uh, so the process so the process is still fun. It's not like very like corporate and just. Uh, no, what yeah. are the are the censors even? I mean, Tosh is one of those people. Like, I look at the stuff he does in the show, and I'm like, are th- do they have any like regulations crew that oh is keeping tabs on him? Because he says shit. Even now, that I'm like, who? He, he has a, a remarkable ability, as as you know, to say some of the most offensive things imaginable with actual clean language. Um, yeah. And I think that's what's genius about the show. I mean, just just his monologue about Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, he got away with that. It, well, what's what's crazy is like, there's so many times this year that that's been like, and I've I've only worked in the show. I've only had five weeks on the show already. Like yeah, it's, it's super new. But um, in those five weeks, I there was at least two or three times where we had to reshoot parts of the episode because we referenced guns, and then oh. like a horrible shooting happened like the day before the air date, and we're like, oh, all right, wow. now we have to like the like the the synagogue shooting. Yeah, and then um, and then there was there was another thing that happened. It was, oh yeah, it was the one that was um in California after the fire that happened, and we had like a gun reference. Yeah. So it's like the fact that the amount of times that we've had to change things based on the amount of shooting that's happened is crazy. Yeah, is, is that the is that the only thing that's sort of like been the the thorn in the side of the creative output of the show is just shootings? Are there other things that come up? I remember when, and you were <laughs> you were just a young kid when this happened, <laughs> but I don't know if you remember what happened with Daniel Tosh at the Laugh Factory where he was on stage, uh, and he said, "If you've ever said blank isn't funny," and I was here that night, but I wasn't watching. I was in the back. If you ever said blank isn't funny, I hate you to the core of my soul. And a woman, you've heard about this, right? Oh, no. And the woman, you never have? No. So a woman in the balcony stood up and she said, rape isn't funny. Uh-huh. And he said, just, you know, packed show, without, yeah. I think it was a Thursday night, without Mr. B, he goes, it'd be funny right now if four guys got up and just gang raped you, like right now in the balcony. That would be funny. Now, look, do I think that's the funniest Tosh joke? Of course not. Yeah. But he's just being off the cuff and he's just saying something to a woman who just screamed out from the balcony. Yeah. So, um... People laughed. The show went on. The next day, this woman wrote a blog. Oh, of course she did. <laughs> and, you know, and it was all about all the stats about rape in America. This is probably 2008, 2009. And, um, and it got picked up by every bearded, hipster, flannel-wearing, <laughs> east of Fairfax comic, you know, that said, he's a scumbag. And they just started writing all these blogs about him. And there was a petition to get him, to get the show canceled. Yeah. So you didn't hear about this. No. And it went and it went and it got like a lot of signatures. I think MTV got a lot of pressure to remove the show. Um, and he ended up doing l- like a, an apology <laughs> as much as an apology that you would expect from him where he said, 
I think he literally is on the show like, I'm supposed to apologize about this stuff. So if people, you know, and he said something like really cursory about it. Um, and I, and I know when that happened, it was kind of a big deal. Uh, is anything since then, particularly after me too, and everything has happened, is it a different environment in terms of what people might perceive as sexism or racism or anything else in the yeah, show? I think like he, he's like, honestly, out of like all the hosts and all the pe- bosses I've had, he's probably the most respectable. Like he's, there's yeah. a real, I think like, uh, divide like he's he's very like respectable and not like um i don't know like i feel like there's a lot of jokes he wouldn't make because he is very conscious of it and he's yeah. also like you wouldn't expect it because the jokes he makes he's extremely like conscious of a lot of a lot of issues he's very sensitive about a lot of things yeah and i think that that's what's interesting is he, he and that, that's why i think with the whole kevin hart thing kevin hart got in trouble because kevin hart made fun of gay people because kevin hart doesn't like gay people like daniel loves like he's like he's like on he's on the side and he's and he's so educated with all these like social issues and stuff he's not somebody who is like oh i'm just gonna make fun of this because this is how i feel he makes fun of it just because it knows it will get a rise out of people yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> and just because it's funny and i think that that's like that's where it's so much different like I, I i feel like there's a lot of people who can make jokes about like i might like sean makes fun jokes about gay people all the time but she's friends with gay people and she's a member of the lbgq community and she can make jokes about gay people dying of aids uh, <laughs> because she does so much for the gay community yeah and i think that that's where the difference is i think it's like if, as long as you help out the people that you're like making these horrible jokes about and you're friends with these people and you love them yeah i think it's fine yeah okay that kind of makes sense yeah. i guess <laughs> yeah but it, an audience isn't going to know that you help out the lgbtqa i plus can, community. i think they can tell where it's they can tell from. yeah i think like 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 a joke about like madison shepherd was saying a joke about a black person from coming from an experience of the black person is different about a joke from a black person where you you can tell that you don't have black friends. <laughs> like yeah. she's a, it's a very different thing. Like if you're talking about like someone who you're close friends with and you can you're doing it at their expense, she goes that's a different joke than it, it is if you are just somebody who wants to make fun of a group of people. That they yeah, don't know about. no, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I mean I know that uh, Tosh in his one of his specials he talks about he does a he does he goes guys just so you know like this joke is going to be sexist. I mean, he's, he's very sort of out about like yeah. these jokes. <laughs> I'm going to, sh- I'm just about to shit on women. So yeah. don't, don't get excited. <laughs> but he does it like on purpose. And I think that's, what's funny about it. It's not like, it's yeah. Like Cause a- you're, if you're self aware about it and, and you kind of comment, I mean, cause a lot of, I'm sure you've heard this, a lot of male comics, like white male comics say, it's so hard to do comedy now with the climate today. <laughs> I think it's, I don't think it is. I think yeah. it's kind of bullshit. And I think Tosh is a perfect example of like a genius comic who, you know, he's not changing his material or becoming a... Yeah, you can see his specials. He talks about... He, he makes... He has, like, jokes about black people not having fathers. <laughs> he has jokes about dead babies. He has jokes about all these things that would be offensive, but it's just... It's coming from such a place where you know it's a joke that it's... Yeah. It's, everyone's fine with it. So he's kind of... He's been able to escape a lot of the... A lot of the scrutiny that other comics may have gotten. I, I don't know if you ever are a fan of Ricky Gervais... Oh yeah, I saw, I saw the thing that he's trending today because he said that you can get a rise out of people. He think he th- he likes the idea that like it's an outrage culture because it's like more interesting now. Yeah, I actually agree with that. I think it it, it lends itself to to better to better art in general. Whenever yeah. shit's like fucked up, there's there's a funny clip that if you guys can Google with Liam Neeson and Ricky Gervais. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah. From it's <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen. Liam Neeson wants to do stand up. I wanna. I went to the doctor. I have AIDS. I'm riddled with it. <laughs> You can't say AIDS. Well, how come he can? And I was like, I don't know. He just can. Oh, I actually have to go. You have to go. Have okay, to go. so let's let's wrap this up. So, you, yes. so 
things are great for you. You're writing for Tosh Bono. It's a huge, huge show. And then you open for him. Yeah. It was uh, incredible. It was amazing. To be biggest to biggest audience you've worked for? Yes, 5,000 people. 5,000 people. Yeah. And it went well? It went great, yeah. Are you going to keep work, doing road shows with them? I hope so, yeah. You hope so. Yeah. Now, I know, now Madison has to go because she has a fancy party, <laughs> an L.A. party to go to. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's more important than this. <laughs> All right, so we're going to let you go. But um, do you have anything that you want to plug? Give us your handles. Like, where, yeah. are, you, where are you most active oh, on social uh, media? Uh, my Instagram is Madison Sinclair. My Twitter is Mad Sinclair. And uh, I'm doing this thing called Matches by Madison on Instagram. So Matches by Madison, what is that? I give love advice, but it's oh. like horrible. Like today's love advice, I think, was um, don't be weirded out if a girl calls you daddy. Uh, claim where is it dependent on your taxes. <laughs> I think it was today's tip. God damn, I wish I could steal that joke right now. <laughs> That's a really good tip. So it's all just like, it's like bad advice. Okay, good. Yeah. And uh, so before you leave, I just want, what, what is it, what's the world look like for Madison Sinclair in a few years? Like what's the vision board? Oh, TV show. TV show. Yeah, working on selling one. As an as an actress. As a as the host, as the main as a main creator. So you don't want to be an actress, really. Not really an actress, but yeah. like I want to host. I want to lead a show. Be a showrunner. Well, maybe. I want to be like the face of the show. Yeah. But like a talk show. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a a half Native American, half Lebanese talk show host, which does not <laughs> exist, which would be amazing. Yeah. And that's very much within your grasp. You're you're, you're awesome. You're amazing, and. Uh, I wish you the very best. Have fun at your party. Thank, Thank you so you. much. <laughs> this is fun. Madison Sinclair, this is Bill Dallas signing off from the After Laugh. Bye bye. It's the After Laugh, After Laugh. Welcome to the After Laugh, After Laugh, After Laugh. <laughs> after Laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>